morning. Today's a brand new day. So we're going to do things a little different. We're going to start off with a Bible verse. Today's Bible verse is going to be Psalms 85, 6. Psalm 85, 6. It says, Wilt thou not revive us again, that thy people may rejoice in thee? So Psalm 85, 6, David's asking if God will not revive his people again, because we know, you know, God is the only one who can revive his people. But, you know, I, I noticed that I'm, I'm not getting any personality into these things. So I'm going to try a little bit of personality, you know, basically who I am instead of just dry reading and, and, and all that. So a couple things I wrote down, like the, the most interesting fact of the day, for instance, uh, the first person convicted of speeding was going eight miles an hour. Who knew? Eight miles an hour. I don't know how that little speedster was got caught, but he was doing eight miles an hour. So I also got a dad joke for the day as well. Now, this one was quite interesting to me. Which bear is the most condescending? All right, I'll repeat it just in case you didn't hear. Which bear is the most condescending? Well, the panda. Ha, panda, panda, panda. Anyway, anyway it's funny when I'm in my head. Anyway, uh, here's another one. For all the uh, sports fans out there, why did the coach go to the bank? This is more of a NFL football question, but still. Why did the coach go to the bank to get his quarterback? Ah, I don't have a little boom, boom machine. So it is what it is. I know it's kind of, kind of cheesy, kind of corny, but that's kind of who I am. Kind of cheesy, kind of corny. Anyway, so we're going to look at uh, Daniel real quick. It's a very familiar account to the book of Daniel. Everybody knows it. Um, it's also one of the most used as a fortif fortification tool. We use it. We fortify ourselves to dare to be a Daniel and whatnot. We think we're getting persecuted for us for our faith. We call ourselves Daniel because we have been faithful. Yet the book of Daniel tells us and shows us what faithfulness really is, because most of us uh, in today's world don't know what faithful really is. So Daniel 1 3, and the king spake unto Ashpenaz, the master of his eunuchs, that he should bring certain of the children of Israel, and of the king's seed, and of the princes, children in whom was no blemish but well-favored and skillful in all wisdom and cunning and knowledge and understanding science, and such as had ability to stand, ability in them to stand in the king's palace, and whom they might teach the learning and the tongue of the Chaldeans. So certain children of the princes and sons of the kings of Israel were taken to the king of Babylon. So we're in the Babylonian captivity era. era. Uh, the, 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 the princes and all that were captured. They weren't killed. They were taken to the king of Babylon's palace, that they might be brought up in the ways of the Chaldeans. So they were brought to the palace. They were to be awed by the money and the wealth and the way the royalty lived and ate the sumptuousness of their fare, their, their food. Because they were children. And children, all the way up until the age of 40, are very easily impressed by cool gadgets and uh, shiny objects. They don't quite really understand that life is not the cool shiny. So anyway, they were going to be exposed to the lifestyle and knowledge of the Chaldeans that they might learn the language and be liaisons between the two and carry the Babylonian lifestyle to the Jewish people. So the Nebuchadnezzar, he's subverting the young to win later on. So he's trying to save generate. He's trying to to mold generations to what he wants by going after the young folk, kind of like uh, what's going on a little bit in the world today. 
So Daniel 1, 5, and the king appointed them a daily provision of the king's meat and of the wine which he drank, so nourishing them three years. So for three years, uh, he's decided to give them his provisions, his wine that he drank, his, his, uh, his diet, all this stuff, so that they're eating the exact same thing that the king of Babylon, the, the conqueror that, that is eating. He's making them fat. He's making them lazy and dependent on him. It's a psychological game that he is playing at the moment. He's feeding them the very best. What he eats himself, you know, they're being honored that they're eating the same thing as the exact king, but he's actually doing it for a whole different reason. He's doing he's doing a psychological warfare. So Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore, he requested of the prince of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. So Daniel has purposed in his heart. Now, purpose in his heart meant he set a path and he decided to follow that path regardless of what was going to happen to him. He was not going to eat the king's meat nor the wine. I mean, he's going to eat. He's going to eat everything but the, the richness of the meat, which may very well have been, you know, sacrificed to idols or something like that. I don't know. May have been against the Jewish calendar. It just says the king's meat or the Jewish diet. It just says the king's meat doesn't tell us exactly what kind of meat or why. But Daniel purposed, and we know Daniel was a godly kid straight from the very beginning that we hear of Daniel. He is purposed in his heart to follow God. So he's not going to eat the meat or drink of the wine that the king is uh, doing. So he went to the prince of units and requested, hey, this goes against my code of conduct. I don't want to do it. Um, and if you think that was easy for him to do, it wasn't because Daniel is in a group in a foreign land surrounded by people who don't honor him or his faith. So he's making a stand in a place it could cost him his head. But not only that, the other three from the book of Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they also are standing with Daniel. So, I mean, there's a couple of them who are who are faithful to God, and they're going to stand. So in Daniel 1.12, uh, it says, Prove thy servants, I beseech thee, ten days, and let them give us a pulse to eat and water to drink. Then let our countenance be looked upon before thee, and the countenance of thy children, that eat of the portion of the king's meat, and as thou seest, deal with thy servants. So he consented to them in this matter and proved them ten days. And at the end of ten days, their countenances appeared fairer and fatter in flesh than all the children which did eat the portion of the king's meat. Thus Melzar took away the portion of their meat and the wine that they should drink and gave them pulse. Uh, pulse, vegetables and, and fruit and whatnot. As for these four children... God gave them knowledge and skill and all learning and wisdom, and Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. Now at the end of the days that the king had said he should bring them in, then the prince of the eunuchs brought them in before Nebuchadnezzar, and the king communed with them, and among them all was found none like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, Azariah. Therefore stood they before the king. So God... After ten days, after after ten days, the the eunuchs saw that they were good. Uh, the Nebuchadnezzar saw that they were good, so they made a stand. They decided to follow their diet. They decided to honor their God, and God blessed them for that. They took a stand in a foreign country, in a foreign nation, and and I can't stress this nearly enough, in a foreign palace. They were constantly surrounded. And, and Babylon in captivity, their city under siege, and they were surrounded by people who 
we're treating them nice, but for reasons that they shouldn't have been. Um, I don't know how to say that properly. So they were being um, trying to be circumvented from the worship of their God to something else for the king of Babylon. And they made a stand. But, and this is the important part, they made this stand very respectfully. They didn't stand up and make a scene. Daniel went to the princely eunuchs and said, hey, let's try this. He didn't demand his rights. He wasn't entitled. He didn't stand up and say, yeah, and curse him out and tell him, uh, my God said this, you're going to hell, blah, blah. He didn't do all of that. He went in respectfully and he said, let's try this for 10 days. Now, he's given three years uh, to eat this meat. And the king said, for three years, you're going to do this. Daniel went in and said, let's do a test for 10 days. Okay, so 10 days in a three-year span is not a big thing. So he went in, he did this for 10 days. Turns out that they looked better. They had more energy than the ones eating the meat and the wine. Uh, they were smarter. They, they, they were given gifts and blessings by God that they might uh, honor him. Excuse me, I'm saying that wrong. They were blessed by God for honoring him in the foreign court and standing in front of all of this trouble. So Daniel purposed in his heart, and as he purposed, so he did. That's important because we always say, dare to be a Daniel. And great, dare to be a Daniel. But you better understand what Daniel did. Daniel stood in a foreign land amongst a foreign people in a foreign palace against a foreign king, the conquering king, the king that was going to behead him. If the king looked at him or if he looked at the king funny, that king would have him killed. And Daniel made a stand for his God in those circumstances. Most of us today can't make a stand in a supermarket. All right. So when you say dare to be a Daniel, you better be sure you know what you're talking about. So the more telling point in Daniel uh, as we go through the book is that Daniel served numerous kings and never, ever wavered or changed. His character or faith never, ever faulted. Daniel purposed in his heart, and so did he. And, you know, the other three guys, uh, the three guys from the furnace, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, I know you know them as the three Hebrew boys from the furnace, but in the book of Daniel, they never wavered. They stayed true, standing beside Daniel, too. So we got four guys who always who stayed true, who purposed in their hearts to follow after God. But then not only did they purpose, they stayed purposed. When things got tough, they stayed faithful. God blessed them for that. He took them to Babylon. Yes, they were in a foreign land. Yes, they were there. Everything they knew had been ripped away. Yes, but they did not cave. They stayed true to their God and their God blessed them for that. And their God is the same God that we serve today. So in all honesty, if we are going to dare to be a Daniel, and it is a, it's a very, uh, a very good thing to achieve uh, that reputation to dare to be a Daniel, but you better understand what it means. Daniel was faithful and honest and true to God in everything in some very trying circumstances. Nowadays, we don't know or fully understand exactly what kind of captivity, what kind of punishment, what kind of cruelty Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, was inflicting on his home. Uh, when he captured Jerusalem, how many people died? How many of Daniel's family was killed, murdered? 
by the king of Babylon as he was conquering, conquering Jerusalem. We don't know. So we don't know what all Daniel was going through, who he had lost. We only know that Daniel and the three Hebrew boys standing before the king of the known world at that time purposed in their heart to stay true to their God. And they did. There's just so much courage in those young boys. And again, young boys, these guys could have been anywhere from 12 to 22 uh, for most of the commentaries I've read. But dare to be a Daniel, please do. But also understand the undertaking you're looking at, because Daniel was true in some very tumultuous circumstances. Uh, again, something that we don't have too much of today. But anyway, so um, that's how we're going to do it. I'm going to try and put a little personality in today and in, into these things. I'm going to try and get a little bit of, of because you know, when when you do a podcast, you don't want people just coming in and going, ah, and then moving on. No, you you got to keep some personality. You got to. So I'm, I'm working on, on a format. I'm working on a scheme. Uh, if you got any ideas or suggestions, let me know. I just want to keep things moving along nice and lively, a little devotional every day, something to get things going as we're getting started. And again, any uh, any jokes, any songs, any, anything like that, let me know, and I will take them into consideration. Until next time, have a great day.